Splash Brothers combined for 31. How nice is it to say that? Yeah. Clay Thompson takes a baseline. He had 17 of the 31. Finds a wide open Wiggins to start the second half. And buried the three. And the Warriors lead by 31. Our guest is going to be here. Right just get that fan in the Curry jersey right down there, yeah. brother. <laughs> throw, throw him on the headset. See what he's got going on. Clay Thompson's going to come over and talk with us. As Warriors assistant PR man Brad Winkler gets the headset. Clay with. So, Clay, you can hear us. I can hear you guys. Okay. So, so Clay, it, it, it looks like in, in tonight looked like you were as comfortable as can be out there. Is it, is it getting, with each night, each passing day, getting a little bit better for you on the floor? Oh, yeah. Um, I thought I played very well tonight, Tim. I mean, I took some great looks, and uh, I wish I would have hit a couple more threes, man. I got some great looks out there, but it's coming. So I'm just happy I'm out here balling again, man. It's been a long journey. Well, you got the Splash Brothers going now, and now just got to wait a few weeks to get Draymond out there, and then I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's going to be a special night when us three, Andre, all healthy and on the court again. Uh, it's going to be scary hours, as the young kids say. <laughs> Are you looking to audition for the Flint Tropics? Oh, man. That's my movie. Tom, that movie. <laughs> that movie provided me so much joy during some dark times through rehab, so... I'm forever grateful for the film Semi-Pro and Will Ferrell's antics. Oh, my gosh. Funny. Uh, what does it feel like, not just on the court, Clay, but but everything, being in the locker room with the guys, traveling with the guys, just being a part of it again? It's uh, Even the, the, the reception I get from the fans checking in is everything, man. I missed it so much. Uh, times I did not feel like myself in the last two years because I was missing the game I love so much, but be back out here and be healthy and and making shots, getting stops. I mean, it's only up from here, really. Is there an adjustment period for you at all? Uh, barely. When I'm out there and we, and I'm with my guys. Uh, maybe the conditioning part, but other than that, not really, man. Uh, it just it feels normal again. Honestly, yeah. are we sticking with the pro? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> the headband like was with me my whole rehab. I'm not going to ditch her now. Absolutely. I want to see you go Oscar Gamble. I want to see that thing fully blown out oh, by yeah. the end of the year. I got you. That must be an old hex. I don't even Oscar Gamble. Look it up. Look Oscar up. Gamble, oh. New York Yankees, massive afro. All right. Hack can ben, barely stay on the up. head. Right. 21 points, four assists, three rebounds. Clay, thank you so much as always, and please give our regards to Rocco. All right. Will do. Great to have you back, Clay. That's it. Clay Thompson, 102-86, your final score. Warriors with a win over Detroit. The postgame show beckons on the Warriors radio network. Postgame show continues, 102-86. Warriors beat the Detroit Pistons in a game where I think if Steve Kerr was was uh, talking to us before the game and he would say, here's what I want to accomplish, I think they accomplished pretty much what they wanted. Uh, Steph played 28 minutes. Clay Brown 22 minutes. They got out to a big lead. Everybody, you know, played except for Andre, who of course wasn't going to play because of his left hip. So they emptied the bench. They got Jonathan Kaminga some really valuable minutes as a starter. He responded with a double double and uh, showed us that he is 
you know, he's a rookie. He's going to have moments of brilliance and moments uh, where you head scratch a little bit. But, but all in all, I, I thought it was it's a great way to start the uh, start the homestand, and and I think they got done what they needed to get done. No, absolutely. And Kaminga ten rebounds in twenty five minutes, a little under. So anytime you can get a rebound every three minutes, that's big time. He was under every three minutes, and while he didn't have but one assist, the one pass he did have did Steph Curry on that assist where he's driving and off the dribble found Steph cutting to the bucket. To me, that was his most impressive play of the night because that shows vision off the dribble and kind of understanding what's happening in the offense and finding people. Now, there were a lot of times where he just put his head down and he was going to shoot the ball. And he's a young man, so he's going to do that. You're not comfortable in doing all the things you're going to eventually do when you get comfortable playing in the game. But the fact that he had that, that just that one brief moment is is a skill that I thought, wow, that, that was impressive. Because if he has that... Maybe there's a little more where that came from, and that's the, some guys just don't have that. They don't have the appeal for the game to find cutters and stuff like that off the dribble. So if he has that and he, he can still get to the rim, I'd, and his physical presence, his athleticism, that's pretty impressive. And although he was two for four from three, I'm still not enamored with him uh, shooting threes at this point. I'd still like to see him go to the hoop more because they have a bunch of guys that shoot threes. But that was the one play I'll take away from Kaminga's night was that pass because I think that's something that just that's something that stood out to me. You know, because he he had three assists on a game on the road trip, and that to me was the the sign of a little bit of growth because the game before I think it was Milwaukee, he got a ball in the middle and Otto Porter there was nobody within twenty yards of him on the right wing all mm-hmm. alone, and he had his hands up and the whole bit, and he just didn't see him. Turned yeah. went middle, and Giannis got a piece of it and. Milwaukee went the other way, yep. and the next night in Chicago, he ends up with three assists because you know they. I'm sure they showed him that on film and said, "Look, when you get middle, you got to look, yeah, see." And that's a that's an area of growth. The rebounding, which already I think it's him just concentrating a little bit on that. Remember the game of Toronto? Yep. He had 26 points when he had one rebound. Yeah. In the, yeah. That, and that's that's yep. what Steven said right after the game. He's got to get more rebounds out of that. And he has that ability. He could be a ferocious rebounder, you know, if he wants. And 10 rebounds tonight in 25 minutes, that's pretty good. This- He's a guy that should average double-digit rebounds when he starts being a starter and, and getting 30-plus minutes a game. He should be there 9, 10, 11 rebounds. A night, his athleticism. It's just if you have here's here's what rebounding's all about. People say it's desire. People say it's studying, like where the ball's coming off, uh, boxing out. It's all those things, but more importantly, it's do you want it? Dennis Rodman was the greatest rebounder ever played against because he never stopped ever. He was a shark. He never stopped chasing the ball until someone else had it. That wasn't him. And if the ball was loose, the ball was he was after it. He was he was the hardest guy I've ever had to box out. And you didn't really box him out. You just chased him around and tried to get to the ball before before he got to. But it was it was a full night's work and then some because he just didn't. And those are the worst guys to try and box out or try to keep from the rebounds is guys that just won't stop. And he won't. If, if you can get that mentality with his body. 
Oh, he could get yeah. 12, 13 rebounds a night. That's what he could do. See a bunch of our old uh, ushers and stuff from Oracle are down oh, yeah. as fans. They're oh, down that's there cool. talking with old comrades that came out for the game tonight. Good stuff. That is cool. But uh, yeah, you know his his rebounding it could be you know fantastic for Golden State. And you know a game like tonight, you 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 get the glimpse and you see what they saw in him and why it was important for them to get him at number seven. And uh, boy, you know. Uh, it, 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 that's the thing about where the Warriors are right now. Real good spot. You know, having this great year. They're a championship contender yet again. And yet you have three pieces on this roster in Jordan Poole, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, and maybe a fourth with Moody. It certainly looks like he's going to be a rotation player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that are going to be good for a long time. So that's exciting. Well, this was the, the plan. And this was the hope. The goal was to transition from this group of guys to the next group of guys. And from what I've seen so far, now look, I'm I'm not willing to say any of these guys is going to be a guy just yet. They're so young, and you haven't seen enough of them. But you could see how they're trying to fit this thing together, right? Wiseman, five. Kaminga, four. Moody three, and kind of fill in everything. Right, and even if Clay and, and Steph, you know, six, five years from now, they're still young enough. Let's say they start, and then now that's your starting three, four, five to go along with them. That that's kind of the vision, and they weren't going to have a lot of cracks at it because they're too good to have those type of cracks at it. So they had one really bad year, and they made a great trade with Minnesota, and that nets you Wiseman and Kaminga. So. If you hit both of those, well, then now you've transitioned yourself into another 15 years of really good basketball here at Chase uh, and beyond, as Buzz Lightyear might say. By the way, if you're a Timberwolves fan, you you hate the Warriors because you had a chance to get Curry. No, you hate yourself. (laughs) Okay? You hate a chance to to get Curry. They took Rubio and Flynn, and then in this trade deal, they give up the number one pick. Now, granted, D'Angelo Russell's having a really good year. And he is their best player in on-off stats right now. Yeah. When he's on the floor, yep. they're a lot better team. He's having a great year. but um, In but, no world would you take him over Wiggins and Kaminga. No. No world. None. <laughs> not, so, bi- not bizarro world. No, but, uh, no. Zero world. <laughs> and, again, I don't hate the Warriors. I hate myself. I hate the, I hate my team for doing that. It's like, what, why can't you just take this one guy? This one, just Steph. We had two point guards. You used both of those picks on somebody else. Why? Why'd you do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Why'd you do it? And I, we, hey, we talked about this a few weeks ago, or oh. maybe a month or so ago, how if Steph Curry's not here, maybe we're not even sitting here oh, yeah. doing it. We're in Oakland uh, doing this, but that's neither here nor there. That's, that's, and we're going to actually see the Wolves uh, pretty soon. Pretty soon here. But again, it's, it's transition from this, from this group to another group. And yeah. that's when they're envisioning. And you know, time will tell. We'll see. Some of us just saw the wolves, just just so you know. Okay. No, oh, I saw them too. I just didn't see them as closely as you did. But yeah, I was always enjoying the game up until about the third, maybe end of the third quarter. 
I forgot to mention this during the during the game, but I want to, on behalf of all of us, and I'm sure everybody feels the same way, uh, we want to wish uh, great congratulations to Marcus Thompson, the athlete. Yes. Named California Sports Writer of the Year. A former Warrior Beat Writer for yep. the uh, Bay Area News Group. And, and uh, tell you one thing about Mar- Marcus. He is passionate about the Bay. He's passionate about the Warriors and the NBA. Yep. And uh, really knows how to get to the heart of things. And he's a great writer, and we're lucky to have him here. So. It makes you feel when you write. I mean, when yeah. you read. When yeah. you read, yeah. Uh, I heard it was the, uh, the the worst crop of nominees this year they've ever had. So congratulations! <laughs> we have a personal foul. Oh Late man, hit. they can't just give everybody a hey, got a boy. I mean, you got to give them a little bit of rousing. You really think you're going to a locker room and getting like, oh, uh, let me give you a hug? And it doesn't work that way. You got to take a little bit of rousing I, I, to go along. No, but he's Marcus is fantastic. He's all about the uh, he's all about the bay. He's old school when it comes to the bay. He has so much knowledge when it comes to the bay, and when he writes, it, it makes you feel something when when you read it. So I've had a chance. Uh, we've talked to him for a number of years now, and it's just it's so much fun because. He just, he's just a fun guy, super smart guy, family guy, and super talented guy. So, no, Marcus, congrats, man. That's awesome. Well, um, we saw Kate Cunningham tonight, and he did not have a great game. Nope. But, but he's he's had – his games have been better in the last month than they were the, the month before that and the month before that. So um, it's going to be interesting to plot and see where he goes from here. But – well, look, he, it's hard to tell. There's nothing there. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's hard. And that's kind of the plight of the number one pick, right? By definition, the team's not very good. Unless you get lucky. Like super lucky. Like Tim Duncan lucky. Where you're the number one pick and all of a sudden you show up, there's David Robinson. You're like, hey, this isn't half bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I kind of like this. this. This worked out really nicely for well, me. Or you're James Worthy. Oh, wait a minute. I'm the number one. Whoa. They got the Lakers? But for the most part, you're the number one pick. You come into a bad situation. The one thing, here was the one thing I, my hope is for Cade Cunningham, is that they have a coach or a player on that team or somebody that teaches him how to be a pro, and 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 it's not always going to be this way, right? And and don't get down, and just keep grinding, and just keep working. Because I look at Cade Cunningham's body, and I'm thinking, man, if he gets in the weight room, he's going to look like a beast in about two or three years. Absolutely. I mean, he's going to be ripped, and you're going to see the muscles, and he's going to have the strength to get into the middle and just finish over people. And you can already tell he has a high basketball IQ. He kind of understands, but. It's just a team in transition right now, so a lot of these guys may not be there in a couple of years, but you got to push through it, and it's hard to push through it. 82-game season, 82-game schedule, that's tough when you're getting beat down, and, and you got to try to keep your try to keep everybody up, try to keep yourself up, and then you know what? i got to keep working because it's not just about this year. It's about two, three, four years down the line. So I think if he keeps working and finds the right combination, he's going to be a really, really good player. I loved what Steve Kerr told Jonathan Kaminga after the Toronto game. He said, if you had been drafted by a bad team, you'd be doing this every night, and everybody would be talking about how great you are. He said, but what you're doing here is you're learning how to win. And he says, that's going to be more valuable to you as your career goes on. I thought that was great. No doubt about so, it. Yep. No doubt about it. So do we have next game? I don't even know. Indiana oh, wants the me. Pacemates. Lord, I can't go back there. 
There you go. Boy, they've struggled this year. They've been a kind of a mess. They're one of the mystery teams in the league. I thought, you know, granted, they've had injuries. Uh, What's his name from uh, T.J. Warren hasn't played. Yeah. I mean, and he's, he's, you want a guy that can get you a bucket. That, that guy can but get still, you. they have enough on that team. You would yeah, think. You would think they'd be able to to, to play better. They play better than they have. Yeah. So good coach, Rick Carlisle, proven yeah. coach. Yeah, uh, one of the most skilled big men in the league in Sabonis. Yep. Um, boy, Turner, who's out now. Yep. Uh, Brogdon, really good. Levert. I mean, they they have some guys, and it's not like the East is overpowering. I mean, you look at they're the East better. Right they're now. deeper. The East is better and deeper. Definitely deeper. Yeah. But if the Pacers were as good as the Pacers were a couple of years ago, they'd still be in the 4-5, you know, right, Abs- in, that, right in that mix Absolutely. for everybody. Yeah. I just, I haven't seen them enough uh, to know where, you know who they've missed that no one talks about that much? They missed for an extended period of time. McConnell. Yes, they do miss he McConnell. He gives them that fight. Little spark. That gutty, gritty, make the right play, take a charge, make an extra pass. The guy that doesn't light up the box score, but helps you win. They always led the league in, in intercepting inbounds passes. You know, <laughs> I swear that he would get really? one every other game. I'm telling you, they, it was so prevalent last year that Mark Boyle, their legendary announcer, been with him forever. Uh, he steals an inbounds pass, gets a layup and a foul. He goes, he goes, why are you so surprised at this? He goes, if I go to a bar every night at 7 o'clock, why are you surprised that I'm walking in? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, they're yeah, missing that wildcat presence. Yeah, do you ever, missing. ever feel in our postgame show that it's kind of like one door opens, another door closes? Often. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Well, that was way too quick. <laughs> Boy, that voice out of the darkness was R.C. Davis. That was way too quick. <laughs> like he had that in the chamber already. I mean, who would have like thought the go? studio here was a, walk- was a walkthrough? Okay. Uh, oh. oh, my goodness gracious. All right, shall All right. we? Yep. All right, because we, we're going to get to do it a whole lot over the next couple of weeks. Yes, we are. We are. So we got, get uh, out of here. Exactly. I will be back. Thursday. Thursday. For the Pacers. Pacers. Let's do it. All right, man. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tom.